This episode of Unfriend Me is brought to you by you. That's right. Head on over to patreon.com slash unfriend me and support the show today. Oh, yeah. CrossFit is amazing, Tubbo. Maybe everyone can wrap their head around how good it is because they're too busy eating. Look, take your wacky cult of weirdos somewhere else. I don't care about how many burpees you can do in a minute. Go preach your body religion somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Have I mentioned I do CrossFit? Because if you don't think CrossFit, which I do, isn't the best, then unfriend me. I do CrossFit me. It's the best one. It's the best one. I'm just gonna say it. We we've done a lot of those. Best one. That was really strong. Uh, welcome to Unfriend Me, everybody. It is Unfriend Me for Tuesday, March 27, 2018. I'm Scott Johnson, Justin Robert Young, right over there. What's going on? Hey man, what's going on? I'll bet you O Town is a is a place where I'd find some CrossFitters. Some people are really into this business. Probably a thing. Uh, Orlando. Uh, maybe Orlando, sure. No, I'm thinking of uh, Oakland. Don't you call yourselves oh. O-Town? I thought that was no, a thing. No, no, Orlando is O-Town. What do you call yourselves over there? Oaktown. Oak Oaktown. Oaktown. I always thought it was O-Town this whole time. No, no, no. It, it is it is the town because uh, people refer to Oakland as the town and San Francisco as the city. Oh. They also call that uh, Nevada Bunny Ranch O-Town, but for very different reasons. Anyway, welcome back to the show, everybody. It's time for us to dig deep into a new topic uh, right here on Unfriend Me, where um, thankfully we let you guys kind of speak back to us. We let you have a little phone number here at the top of the show so you can remember this. Put this in your phone. Have it ready. 801-285-9395. Before we go further and get into the world of CrossFit, the cultish world of CrossFit, <laughs> uh, we will first take a look back. Last week, we did a whole bunch of stuff on uh, prostitution. Turns out it was a Pretty interesting episode and lots of interesting stuff came from it, including your emails. Justin, who did we hear from? You no, know, we didn't get a ton of emails on prostitution, but the ones that we got, ooh boy. Dan the Lawyer Man wrote, prostitution to me is one of the quintessential issues without a good answer. I don't think sex work in general is a job that many people actively seek out. I do not think that uh, prohibition is a satisfying option, however. You can compare the lives of prostitutes in the Netherlands or Australia and see that it is better. The workers have redressed in labor law. The industry has oversight and the seedier elements that we have in the U.S. like pimps and crime lords are lessened. When I look at the alarming rates at which American prostitutes are abused, battered, raped and murdered, I see a system that fails those people and those people are mostly women. They are terrified to report crime victimization uh, in the case that they would be arrested themselves. They lose parental rights and are evicted. I cannot think of something other than decriminalization or legalization that cures those ills. Very so that's, smart. That's, that's the yeah. lawyer, the lawyerly look at that. Yeah, I like that. I like that kind of feedback. It's, it got me thinking in ways I hadn't earlier when I read this, and uh, we really appreciate that. We also heard from an unnamed military listener. Okay. Hmm. I will admit to having relationships with escorts and prostitutes in the past in countries where it is legal and often asking them about their job and aspirations. Some opened up about their sex industry on impoverished in impoverished countries, where the forms of loan, uh, where often forms of loan payback. Oh, he means were often uh, forms of loan paybacks. They also said it was uh, uh, usually Americans, especially military personnel, that in fear of what their superiors or friends would do if they caught them partaking, posed the biggest problem. 
Some mentioned these people often use threats or even went as far as abusing them physically as a warning of, quote, what could happen, unquote. Unfortunately, these callers uh, have a lot of money, so they take their chances. Uh, I wonder, I'd hoped we'd hear from some military folk, uh, just because I know that that's a thing or could yeah. be a thing. Sailors, you know, sailors at dock for a weekend sort of stereotype. Well, and, he, and he went more into this in, in, in the, the rest of his email talking about how, you know, they were instructed that it was against the letter of their law, but there was a lot of wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and a lot of superior officers with, you know, uh, two girls under their arms at the bar, uh, uh, you know, later that night. So, uh, look, this is this is a, a well-known thing that, that uh, the, the military and prostitution are like peanut butter and chocolate. Uh, it's a Matt tasty combo. Wrote in. I just wanted to mention that in the UK, the term punter doesn't necessarily mean John, but it is an informal uh, an informal term that professionals of any industry use for customers or clients with a slightly derogatory connotation. I don't know if it just became a term that prostitutes use or a term originated in prostitution that spread. Uh, so yeah, we got a couple of these of people uh, from the UK saying that punters are not necessarily John's. I don't know, dog. I just read it on Wikipedia. This is why I only do an hour of Googling. They could be the, they could just be somebody at, at a, I don't know, a top stop or a freaking Starbucks or something. They could be punters as well. So I don't know. That was enlightening. I uh, heard from somebody named L who says I'm a 30 something male living in the Midwest. I have had one girlfriend my entire life. We dated for a few years before she realized she preferred girls. I have social anxieties and I'm socially awkward. I find it very hard to approach anyone for any reason and strike up conversations. I suffer from depression. I'm a I'm balding. I'm also 400 pounds. Things are pretty stacked up against me. Having the opinion, or sorry, option of prostitution would give me some outlet other than my hand <laughs> for release. In fact, I am trying to get the time off work so I can go to the TMS Vegas meetup. And while I'm down there, well, have a good size tax return. I've done some research into it, and I've even emailed a few of the women asking about details. I might go to a brothel while I'm down there. Go after we have the meetup, just so I know. Don't what? Go, he should go after the meetup. Not before we meet up, but after. Oh, stop it. Read the rest of this. I don't read, want... No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm stopping you. You read the rest of this right There you now. go. I have no wife, girlfriend, or children to harm by doing this. These brothels are legal there, so I'm hoping the women down there are doing this willingly. I'm atheist, so I'm not really concerned about upsetting any God over this. And maybe uh, when I find I do have a girlfriend willing to go that far with me, I'll have a little experience to make make it as enjoyable to her as it would be for me. Okay, I still say do it after the meetup. Why? Because what if he shows up and he's got a bunch of weird lube on his hand or something weird, like some kind of weird, ah, I was down at the bunny ranch and came back with some oh, kind of funky jelly all wait over me. That is what you take out of this man's story? <laughs> Not really. It's totally this, fine. This man who is 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 a 30-something uh -huh. virgin, has crippling social anxiety and depression, and literally just wants some kind of human contact. Right. Uh, it seems as, as much companionship as he wants sexual release. And your number one thing is, Please go after I meet you because I will I, I'll be nervous to shake your hand. No, 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 no. Not entirely that. It's more of a joke. But I'm just saying when you're done over there, I, look, in, some of that stuff's legal in Vegas. You're right. In, in the in the outside, hour, outside, outside of, Vegas, of Vegas, outside of Vegas. outside of Clark County, but in Nevada, 
uh, yes. So, hey, man, rock on. I got gotcha. you. You're good. It's just like me when I say, hey, if pot ever becomes legal here, I'll eat an edible on the air. Like, it's not a problem. I understand. I'm a legal guy. I'm all about following the law. I'm a lawful man. Okay, that's the sure. deal. Yes. All, all I'm saying is, all I can think about of those places is that you're just going to come out of there with stuff everywhere. And I don't know what that stuff is. I'm not making any kind of... even talking about? I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about a place that has just had a lot of stuff go down in this department. And I don't know. I don't know how clean everybody hey, is. Scott, you want to know where else where a lot of stuff goes down? <laughs> hotels. I know. I don't like those either. I don't like hotel rooms that that are uh that no, are everybody, sketchy please stay in your hotel after you meet scott at the tms <laughs> meetup please stay away from your hotel you until know, you've met scott you know what i mean it's like it's different I, I guess here's all i'm saying is that i put this in here because number one thank you l for for writing in because this is the kind of of openness that we hope to foster so we can actually have conversations on this and we got a few emails in this light none that i, I use this as the representation of it because he is uh, uh, saying it in the first person. But a lot of people made the argument that, look, this is for like what it made me realize is that, Scott, you and I have led blessed lives, right? We, sure. we you got married. How old? Twenty five, four. Twenty four. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and I uh, lost my virginity at 18 and I was married at 30 something. Sure. Right. Great. I had many sexual relationships in between. Uh, for this guy, he feels alone. He feels on an island. We've had companionship far earlier in life. Sure. And, and and we have we have a culture that says that's normal and everything outside of it isn't. And like from his perspective, we're just cackling and laughing and pointing out how gross and weird he is. No, not him. He's not weird and gross. You literally did that. You he, literally did no, that. No, he's not weird and gross. It's not him I'm talking about. I am it's saying. His hands when he's been in an unclean place. Sorry. I'm saying just clean up good because you don't know what they got there. I'm not even saying he. I'm not even saying he'll be aware of it. I'm saying that that place is just a just a big stinky wad of gross things. That's how they are. That's just how they are. I guarantee it. You don't listen. You know what you're getting into. If you go to a, um, I don't know, uh, let's say you go to a, a slaughterhouse, you know you're going to see some bloody uh, pig and, and cow parts, right? Well, I, it seemed like a very clean place when I watched the HBO show. <laughs> well, maybe I need to watch that. I haven't seen it. I am basing maybe a lot watch, of this on my. Uh, people pointed out it was it was the Cat House, the Cat House on HBO. I never uh, saw it. I have no idea what that show is. Here's it was the, a very here's, nice place. It was I, a clean place. I'm sure it is. Here's the thing. This is more about my imagination and me running with it than it is about any sort of truth. So here's the truth. When I see him in Vegas, I don't care when you went. I'm shaking your hand. I'm just kidding. All right? It's fine. It's totally fine. But I might. But if you come up to me and say, hey, I'm that Jay, I'll go, oh, dude, you're the guy. All right, come on. Give us the skinny. Like, I'm not going to be weird. Don't worry. I mean, I'll be I, weird. I, I but. I highly doubt that this guy who is as crippling depression to talk to anybody is going to come barging into the TMS meetup and be like, shake my hand. I fondled a hooker last night. I, I don't oh. think he's going he's to be leaning against the jukebox like Fonzie asking everybody to smell his finger. I want him. I kind of want him to. But if you don't, that's OK, too. It's fine. I'll t I will try. I will. You got under. He, listen, if he's already a fan and listens to all this stuff we do, he knows. 
He knows I'm an idiot. He knows. He, he knows. knows. All knows I'm saying up. is that there's one thing when we're doing it in abstract. There's another thing when you're talking <laughs> to him personally, when the voices that he hears and he has reached out to and shown vulnerability. And the thing that we stay back is, hey, wash your hands, weirdo. <laughs> yeah, it came off a little bit like that, and I apologize. All right, tell us what Crash said. Crash, Crash Bandicoot. Wrote, when I was a DJ at a strip club in Birmingham, Alabama, I was warned to intercede anytime I saw a dancer engaging in sexual activity with a customer because in that state, where a 40-year-old judge was boinking a 16-year-old girl is perfectly legal, I'd have been arrested uh, as the dancer's pimp if she did anything untoward with a customer. Alabama is effing weird. Yeah. Alabama is effing weird. Also, is that common? I, I, I'm naive to this. Would you see a judge uh, a judge well, I mean, doing look, that? Sex laws are sex laws, right? And, and if you are making prostitution illegal, yeah. then you are saying that Basically, it's it's a way that you can prosecute more people and theoretically more people up the chain. Mm. So it's like if a pimp bought a prostitute a hotel room or a house or a building that he conducted his business in, you could prosecute the person that owns the building or was running the building or was there at the building right. because they were allowing it to happen. It's like kind of like a weird way to just theoretically further eradicate this thing that you know, right, they're, they're facilitated. I get it. And then I, I don't know why I asked about, are, is it common for judges to be with 16-year-olds? And then I remembered Alabama's most famous judge, and I will not say any more about it. Old, old Judge Roy Moore, mm -hmm. the man who rode Sassy the Horse. Yeah, still, uh, won't, still won't concede, I don't think, right? Is he still uh, not conceded? Uh, good, good for him. I hope he, <laughs> I hope he gets 15% off at the Sizzler for not conceding. Uh, a reminder, unfriendmeshow at gmail.com is where you can send your emails. Please write short emails. They will be edited. And the only way you can ensure that you get exactly what you want across is to write them as short and succinct as possible. Because in general, people yell at us for making this segment too long. Uh, and that will be louder than you yelling at me because your email is not being read correctly. That is correct. Right. Uh, correct and true. All right, let's get to it. CrossFit. Tell me what's up. What's going on? What are your thoughts about CrossFit just in general? Um, what do you know about it? Um, pretty. Okay. Pretty sure that I that uh, that I know one famous person who's super CrossFitty, but I've never actually heard if he is. And so okay. I just want to throw this out. Do you think Jeff Bezos is a CrossFitter? He's you built know, built like a truck right now. Now he has all the money in the world, so he could he could hire a thousand trainers, and they could be doing a million other programs that have zero to do with CrossFit. But for some reason, I can see that guy with his big wacky left eye out there at the gym going. Hey, hey and just like getting all into the the crossfit uh stuff in a way that's maybe well a you know there, there's no doubt i'll tell you what somebody somebody google jeff bezos crossfit because i feel like that is a good uh a good a good thought no doubt that he has a personal trainer right mm -hmm. but uh uh the, as we will find out to to say that oh he's a crossfitter when they do another kind of high impact aerobic plus olympic weightlifting uh, a regiment that is slightly different than CrossFit is like confusing a a, a Mormon and a Baptist, right? Like <laughs> right. it's like to an outside observer, it's like what you believe in God, you have the rules, like but very, 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 very uh, distinct differences uh, uh, between the two that will be brought up should you dare confuse them. Yeah, which is half Let's the reason we're doing this though. today. Sure. CrossFit is a strength and conditioning program consisting mainly of a mix of aerobic exercise, calisthenics, aka body weight exercises and Olympic weightlifting. CrossFit Incorporated describes its strength and conditioning programs as, quote, 
constantly varied functional movements executed at high intensity across broad time and modal domains, end quote. When the stated goal is improving fitness, which it defines as, quote, work capacity across broad time and modal domains, unquote. An hour-long class at an affiliated gym or boxes, quote-unquote, typically include a warm-up skill, a skilled developmental segment, a high-intensity workout of the day, or WOD, it is W-O-D, but it's pronounced WOD, and a period of individual or group stretching. Some gyms often have a strength-focused movement prior to the WOD. Performance on each WOD is often scored and or ranked to encourage competition and to track individual progress so two things that you want to take out of that number one it is a group exercise and you are working out with your partners and number two it is timed and competition is encouraged so much so that they have now branched out and done the crossfit games which is so popular that it is televised on one of the espn family of networks yeah that's true i'm looking at a video right now some some dudes training and what's happening here is what I want to get to today, which I know we will. But it's this bunch of dudes just going, yeah, dude, yeah, dude, yeah. Look at that arm. Show us this arm. Okay, okay. Just sweaty dudes stoked about motivating each other, getting going, being the biggest beefy dude possible. Like just, oh, that was, you could just feel it, dude. The testosterone in this video is just seriously, not that this is just men, obviously. There's CrossFit No, no, no. For it, it's actually funny that you say that because CrossFit in general has had uh, specifically uh, outside of the norm when it comes to many branded fitness regimes about a 50-50 gender split as many women as men find themselves at CrossFit classes. So it has kind of successfully found a following cross-gender. Mm. It was founded by Greg Glassman and Laura Janai in 2000. The company was conceived a few years later in 1996 as CrossFit, uh, Cross-Fit, rather. The original CrossFit gym is in Santa Cruz, California, and the first affiliated gym was CrossFit North in Seattle, Washington. There were 13 by 2005, and today there are more than 13,000 coaches associated uh, with CrossFit are, I don't know, a bunch of names. Uh, Glassman obtained complete control over the company after a divorce with Lauren. Upon the divorce settlement, Lauren attempted to sell her shares in the company. However, Glassman was able to obtain a $16 million loan to buy out her shares. And now, it was all in fives, and he carried it home on his back. So I want to start with the cult element of this <laughs> by pointing out that any good cult is indeed a cult of personality. And sure. Glassman is that personality for CrossFit. Number one, this is something I found fascinating about CrossFit, and I'll be curious if you knew this. There is no top-down structure to CrossFit. Like, you do not, you do get licensed as a CrossFit instructor, but once you do that, you are allowed to open up a gym, you're allowed to charge what you want, you're allowed to teach what you want. Uh, you can call it CrossFit, but all you need to do is go to a seminar and become an instructor, which you can do in as little as two days. You can do it in a weekend. In fact, the author of one of the articles that I uh, use for this did it in uh, four days. And he did not describe himself as anybody who was very much uh, uh, into fitness. Glassman and CrossFit Incorporated make all of their money with seminars and creating licenses for new CrossFit instructors. Uh, 
they also have a, 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 an apparel deal. But other than that, that's that's it. This is not like uh, uh, a chain of gyms, for example, where everything is regimented and everything is owned by the parent company. This is totally spread out in terms of uh, how these things are, are handled, which is kind of remarkable considering how consistent their brand is. Yeah, um, that surprises me. It's not like a franchise. Oh, sorry, I, I, I do. Let, let me let me correct this. As somebody points out in the chat room, you can use the CrossFit name only if you pay an affiliate fee on an annual basis. So you do have to pay for the privilege of calling it CrossFit, but uh, uh, it, it is not necessarily super onerous as I was led to believe in my research. Right. It's not the same as a McDonald's franchise or uh, anything else where you have kind of a top-down corporate structure or guidelines that tell you what you can sell, when you can sell it, what you do, when you do it. It's more like you're paying for the use of the name, which is a huge draw. Yeah. And then beyond that, you kind of do what so, you want to do. Like just, just to get a sense of this, uh, when you normally look at a franchise, like if you, so let's say me and Scott wanted to open up a McDonald's, right? You pay for the privilege, privilege of opening up the McDonald's and then you buy everything from McDonald's and by the terms of your agreement, you cannot deviate from that menu except for very rare occasions, right? Same with every other chain that you've gone to. And it is the same with the chains of gyms. This compared to traditional licensing agreements gives you a lot of freedom. Mm -hmm. You don't have to use their workouts of the day. You don't have to buy their equipment. You don't have to buy, you don't have to organize things in a certain way. It is supposed to be by design, unique box by box, quote unquote, or gym by gym. Right. Uh, by the way, I'm looking at a video of Greg Glassman talking to an author about the founding of the company and so on, or founding of the name. I don't know what I expected. I did not expect this. <laughs> so um, uh, he's, he looks like just some old dude at the Walmart. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't look all jacked. Uh, maybe at nope. one time he was, or maybe he's just the brain or the scientist behind the regime and doesn't, hasn't actually partaken in its extremes or whatever. But I thought I was going to see some big bicep looking monster. And it's yeah. just some dude who wants to, he's like, ah, I got to go get a part at Home Depot for my broken mower. Like, that's what this looks like. Yes. Uh, he is definitely somebody that does not, he is not the person that you would immediately come to mind uh, uh, when, when you think CrossFit. But it is very much a, a, a do as I say, not as I do kind of model between the two. Uh, that's to fascinating that, to me. I didn't expect that. But anyway, yeah. To your point that things are aggressive. Scott, I direct your attention to our doc here so you can take a look at their mascot, Pukey the Clown. <laughs> Why is this a thing? This is actually a thing. Chat room here. This you can see it. It's indeed actually a thing. Yeah, I'm going to make this a little a little larger so they can see it. But this is this is a actual illustration as part of their stuff. Pukey the Clown, who, by the way, appears to have yacked up one of his eyeballs. I don't know what that is there. Yes. Something. Um, but, uh, the idea is that you work so hard, you pushed yourself so hard that you, you, you horked up dinner. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I use that as a primer to begin discussing exactly the kind of mentality that they have used and continue to use. Right. This is an aggressive workout strategy and they want aggressive people to be doing it and to be understanding the risks that it takes to do it. Okay. 
specifically. Uh, uh, here is one of them. A first-time CrossFitter named Brian Anderson had experienced a true mess-you-up moment. This is another terminology inside CrossFit, apparently, uh, that is used to describe when you realize that the seemingly simple to the to the eye uh, combination of workouts for the workout of the day, uh, uh, then you realize the ingenious uh, combination of them when you all of a sudden are like Bambi-legged and can't walk anymore. Uh, but this man... Brian Anderson ended up in the emergency room after his baptismal workout of the day, repeated kettlebell swings, tore up his lower back to the point that he could barely stand in intensive care. He was told that he had a uh, man rub rabdomolysis rabdomolysis. There you go. <laughs> sure. A condition wherein muscle tissue breaks down to the point that it starts poisoning the kidneys. Oh my Lord. Rabdo, as I'm going to call it from here on out is rare. And it is a result of athletics. Ultra marathoners sometimes get it, but ER doctors are much more accustomed to finding it in cases of crushed limbs or massive third-degree burns. Ooh. Ooh. So uh, Glassman took this one head-on, wrote about how uh, uh, Robdo is something that is, is very serious and you should understand as a risk before you take on CrossFit. But punctuating his blunt attitude on how you should handle it, the October Journal article of this incident included a cartoon of a cartoon of their new clown in the vein of Uncle Pukey, Uncle Rabdo, who stands exhausted before a dialysis machine with his kidneys splattered in a pool of blood on the floor. Oh my gosh, dude! All right, chat. I'm putting this up as a separate image. You can see this. Uh, here's the follow-up of that. Guy's got his intestines and his guts hanging out. He looks like he's torn muscles. Also, I don't, I, I know I'm in a biased position here, but I don't think their clown artist is very good. Just going to throw that out there. <laughs> it's not very, uh, you know, I don't know. There's Maybe when you get into CrossFit, uh, Scott, you can offer to, to redo their, their clown art. I, I'd love to. Um, anyway, that's, that's, that's them leaning in, isn't it? That's them saying, well, them's the breaks then work your back out better. And then you won't have them tear next time is basically what well, they're saying. I think that their point is, look, this is dangerous. This is intense. These are the people that we want. We want people who understand this going in to know that this is what they are going to get themselves into. Mm -hmm. So let's get further into the idea that this is a cult, right? And that, that part of the reason why we are debating this is not necessarily because we think physical fitness is bad or this is controversial. It is that uh, CrossFit has a reputation for, as we illustrated in our open, Something that people want to talk about quite a bit. Right. Uh, this yeah. is an article from Time about CrossFit's primal appeal. These gauntlets, so again, the group workouts, are run as a pack between half a dozen and 20 people doing something physically intense, and uh, that difficulty binds this group of people. Military trainers have known this for thousands of years, but CrossFit is the first modern-day phenomenon that allows Joanne from Human Resources to feel something like the fierce kinship of the Marines. The workouts are scaled. Weaker athletes modify their movements or do them with less weight. But everybody gives 100% effort. There's a primal magic in going physically all out with a dozen people. And this is something that, without a doubt, is, is, is true. Once you have those endorphins going and you can watch the sacrifice on everybody else's face, there is, you know, this is the, the, the foxhole mentality. You feel bound to these people and 
The experience that you get through your own brain chemistry is something that can't help but translate when you get into the outside world. Other things that are annoying about CrossFit that I found in my research. Lingo, <laughs> burpees, the Murph, wads, all this stuff is something that is not common amongst other kinds of workouts and obviously is there to kind of brand yourself not only amongst your fellow CrossFitters, but also uh, to disassociate you with other fitness regimes. Uh, also the idea that people who do CrossFit, uh, uh, workouts while in a gym, because a lot of these timed workouts of the day involve many different kinds of equipment that you are then running back and forth in a gym where normally that is not what happens. People kind of slowly move from one thing to another. You'll wait for somebody to finish. If somebody's, uh, calling dibs on four different things because they're doing their workout, that's kind of annoying. Uh, CrossFitters also have a tendency to wear a ton of gear because again, they're moving from one thing to another very fast. And also, and this is probably the biggest amongst fitness people, the idea, the religious idea that they got it right. And nobody else does because philosophically and physically nothing does it like CrossFit. Yeah. I mean, all right. <clears throat> I got a personal uh, note to put on this. I have a friend. His name's, uh, we'll call him D. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to give his real name. Uh, he, he's, he's awesome. He's one of my favorite people. He's totally cool. And he likes CrossFit. And he goes all the time. He pays for it, uh, a membership at a CrossFit place. And uh, this big guy used to be in the, um, oh, shoot, which military wing was it? It may have been the Navy. Yes, the Navy. He went to the Naval Academy. Uh, always a big, athletic, strong dude. Um, now in his late forties, early fifties are getting there and, uh, you know, not quite what he used to be put on some weight, you know, all the things that happen with age, all normal stuff. And he's yeah. decided to kind of go all in or all back in on this idea that CrossFit is, is the answer for him. And I think the reason he's drawn to it is that military aspect of that stuff that reminds him of the, his, his academy days, his military days yeah. and what kind of bound people either either you just couldn't hack it and then you were therefore a bit of an outcast in that system or you were in it to win it with everybody else and now you're all this like you know this cohesive band of of tryhards and i think that really appeals to him so your breakdown of of that has really helped me understand a little bit more about why he's into it he comes to me as somebody who doesn't go oh dude crossfit's the best thing in the world i mentioned i do crossfit he's not one of those guys he's not cultish about it he just believes it's his fastest way to to fitness and getting himself back into shape. And he always asks me if I want to go with him or do I want to, you know, uh, get in some challenges or something. And my answer to him is always no way. <laughs> I have no, no desire for this for a couple of reasons. One, a militaristic uh, sort of, uh, you know, as binding as that is, it's also very like, I don't know what the word is. I feel like I don't have any control <laughs> and, and, and that's, that may sound a little bit weird, but that's what kind of keeps me uh, held back. And I don't want to run into the stereotype, which is a bunch of guys just grunting and talking about how great they've got it. and how everything else sucks and that kind of cultish thing happening and telling me constantly about how great they are at, at CrossFit or that they do CrossFit. I have such tiny, tiny patience for that, that I just can't go do it. Plus, I so, couldn't do it in general. Like, I'm too wimpy. There's no way I'm going to do the stuff they do. Well, I think, but but that is part of what they have cracked the code on. Because the reason why, at least in my experience, that 
uh, physical fitness is something that people have a, a hard time getting into is number one, there's a bit of a mystery to it. So let's say you take that first step. It's the first of the year, new year's resolution. I'm going to lose that 15 pounds. Uh, uh, you go to the gym and you sign up. Then what mm-hmm. do you spend the extra money to get a personal trainer? Do you go online and look up top five workouts for beginners? Do you look at a fitness regimen? It, it's something that is in and of itself kind of very decentralized. And it's, uh, a lot of choice paralysis for, for people. CrossFit eliminates that. You walk in, you sign up. Here's when you need to uh, be here or, or here are our schedule of when we run our, our workouts. We'll take it from there. We will assess your fitness level. We will tell you what you need to do. And here's the other element. It's timed. So you will be in by this time. You will be out by that time. And it's not going to be a, well, I mean, maybe uh, I read on the uh, I read on the on, on the internet that I should have done this amount of time or I should have left this so much time in between my reps. I don't know. Do I feel like it? Should I feel like this? How should I feel after I'm done working out? They're saying, be here by eight. You're out by nine, and you will feel like you worked the hot hell out. Mm. So, All right. Well, and there's something to be admired about the commitment. I like when I see people do it and I see the results. Those who have you know figured whatever their rhythm is, they look great. They are in best shape they've ever been in. They just seems to come with this baggage that's cocky and kind of dickish. And I'm not defining how that. How much of that is that just physical fitness in general, though? Right. Maybe because, like, that's a good point. Maybe that's not limited to this. Maybe this is I'm, I'm trying to think of other movements like it, uh, like the 90 P90X guy. Remember that guy? Yeah, there was some of that with that. And, and in fact, yep. a lot of a lot of that regimen actually reminded me a lot of what the CrossFit is now. But um, there was that there was an attitude with those things. So, yeah, maybe this has always been this way. And whether you're a naked Greek wrestler from the 13th century or you're like a a guy today, I don't know. Maybe you're the same. It's always been the same. I, I, I don't know. But I do know I have I have a couple of friends who decided that this this was their this was their gateway drug to full body tattoos. And I don't know how those are connected. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like this well, was, look, there, there, yeah. there are definitely uh, uh, elements to this. There, there are philosophical elements to this that go hand in hand with CrossFit. Apparently, uh, many CrossFit are paleo diet eaters yeah. uh, uh, that, that, that become obsessive about that element. Again, that's not something that's necessarily rare amongst physical fitness is to also become uh, obsessive about diet and protein and, and all that kind of stuff. But I will tell you this, Scott. I was, after doing my research, more intrigued about crossfit as opposed to less mm. I, I i i for whatever reason thought uh, i thought i if i were to uh, consider myself on a scale of would i try crossfit it moved me further down the line if even just because the two things that i always find the most alienating about being in the gym or, or going to a gym or being physically fit is not knowing whether i'm doing things right and 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 not you know, having a, a, a support circle to be like, okay, well, they're going to tell me or they know, like, I don't really have a lot of friends that, that you know, I would go to the gym with. And also having, like, gym buddies is kind of weird, uh, uh, at least in terms of my schedule. Sure. I usually like to go to the gym when it's not busy, so it's hard to have friends that also want to go at those specific times. The most I ever worked out in my life was when I lived in Florida and I had a 24-hour fitness that I would go after I was done working for the night, which would oftentimes be at, like, one or two o'clock in the morning by the way one or two o'clock in the morning fascinating time to go to the gym mm. there are like three people at the gym at one or two o'clock in the morning 
bouncers who just got off, uh, people who are like very, very big. And I would assume have uh, a lot of uh, nervous feelings about being around other people. So there'll be like a 400 pound dude in three trash bags on the treadmill, <laughs> right? Just putting in the work. God bless him. Yeah. Uh, or like, I remember I always saw there was like this girl that I think was probably unhealthy, like 90 pounds, but doing pull-ups like Sarah Connor, like just, you know, just banging them out. Like I just, I, I worried for that one. She mm. was, she was the only one I thought was kind of, that's Maybe hilarious. Going. I don't know that I've ever been that time of day inside of a gym, but my all my other trips to the gym, you know what it is? It's just creating a class structure that maybe people aren't prepared for. And this is okay. Like there is a group of people that are really serious about their fitness to the point that it becomes their hobby, their obsession, their passion outside of career and hopefully home life, then CrossFit. Like that's in their top three priorities. And I don't necessarily begrudge them that. But what happens as you get to the gym and you're starting to feel like the haves and have nots. Now, the haves may have totally earned it because they put yeah. their bodies through rigorous training to get there. But a lot of us are just there trying to get cardio health and feel better and 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 not be unhealthy, but just have a good, healthy regimen that's, you know, taking care of the basics, good heart health, good, good stuff like that, working on your diet and all that. You walk in there and you go, my gosh, freaking Lou Ferrigno every four feet. They're they're taking over the gym. What if I just want to casually do the treadmill, brah? You know what I mean? Yeah, or like, you know, like so so right now, I have to go to the gym every day because of my back thing that I had last summer, yeah, right? Yeah. And the workouts that I am now kind of getting to the end of were uh very rudimentary. Like I had to just like lift the bar on the bench press. Like I couldn't put any weight on it as as per my doctor. I couldn't put any weight on it. I just had to lift the bar you know, 15 times for three sets. Yeah. And like, that's humiliating. It's <laughs> when all these other, like, you know, just super jacked pro wrestlers are standing around waiting for things. And I'm like, don't worry, boys. I'll be done in a minute. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it's humiliating to, to be there alone. Right. Yeah. I don't even like when I'm with average gym people who just look better than me and I have to go get the smaller weights. Yeah. And while the other guy, exactly my same height and age is over there with like his, 80 pound curls and I'm walking over there with my 25ers going, yeah, dude, look at these. So that's, that's part of this. Part of this absolutely is part of this. Guaranteed. Everybody understands what's going on and they're excited when you're moving up as opposed to waiting for, for, for the space. One more note about CrossFit and how much people are into it. A uh, year and change ago, I was at uh, San Antonio. Your friend of mine, uh, Willie Dills, and I were there to watch the Royal Rumble. Yeah. One of the WWE uh, professional wrestlers love CrossFit, but one of the professional wrestlers is like very much identified with it. His name is Seth Rollins. So we're at a bar after the Royal Rumble, and I'm just talking to people. Dude, really good shape. I start bullshitting with him. Sorry. Uh, and uh, I'm like, hey, man, uh, 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 what's your name? And we start talking. He's like, yeah, I don't really even like professional wrestling. I'm like, oh, really? Why? And he's like, like, oh, I was just here to see uh, uh, Seth Rollins. And I'm like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, I just really like his CrossFit. So I came to support him at, like, his other job because I was a fan of how good at CrossFit he was. Wow. Like, that's, that, that is the branding. That is the, kins, the, 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 the kinship 
that that some people feel in this community. Where can I see this stuff? ESPN, like Extreme Games, ESPN, Ocho, like where are they putting this out? Can I think I, it was ESPN two that did the games, uh, but I'm not sure what the broadcast rights on the CrossFit games are these days. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well. That is fascinating. But what's more fascinating is what our listeners think. This is your time to call in, everybody. 801-285-9395. Hoping to hear from both sides of the spectrum here. If you're really into CrossFit, we'd love to hear from you. If you think it's a big waste of time and a giant cult, we'd love to hear from you as well. 801-285-9395 is that number. And uh, let us know what you think. So I'm curious, will you, now that you've done this research... Oh, wait, these calls are coming in fast. I better take this one. Uh-oh. I usually Uh-oh. have a minute Uh-oh. where I can, I can do stuff. Hi, who's this? Hey, it's Jonathan in New York. Hey, man, what's going on in New York? Uh, uh, I'm currently playing Heroes of the Storm. Good man. That's a fine video uh, game and, and worth playing. Taking taking time to do that is as good as getting worked out in the gym. What's your take on all this uh, <laughs> uh, all this CrossFit business? Uh, so I have a very, a very close friend of mine who uh, is very into CrossFit. Um and he was very, very fit all of his life and got really, really into it. Um, and I, myself, am not as fit as I used to be, given that I was a collegiate decathlete. Um, but at the same time, I was like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go check it out one time. And uh, it's just not for me. Yeah. I think what it's good for in terms of, you know, you talk about, and I've seen this actually cause it, 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 as, a, as a cross-lateral sort of reference to CrossFit, SoulCycle in New York is huge. And that yeah. problem that you talked about with um, people that go to a workout for the first time that want to start to get in shape. Um, my roommate um, at the time, like three years ago, went to full cycle and had never worked out in his life and had that problem. And he was in the hospital for a month and literally almost died. Mm. It was really intense. So I think that there's, there's a good degree of, I think it's really good for people who have a baseline level of fitness and want to get like more into it. But if you don't have a foundation, if you don't start maybe like running like one to two miles a day, a couple times a week before you get into it, you are going to be in a lot of pain because of the methods of the workouts that they use. And I do think that there's something to the idea that it's a lot of people that have never worked out for a long time and they really want to push their fitness levels. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a lot of people that just don't know, like having been a collegiate athlete in a division one school, if if I want to get back in shape, I know how to do it and I know how to pace myself getting into it. But I don't think that's something that a lot of people are used to learning. Mm. Um, And I think that there's, there's inherent fitness problems with that. But at yeah. the end of the day, I think if more people are getting in shape and more people are taking better care of themselves, you know, whether or not you want to consider it a cult or not is, is, is one thing, but I think that's overall better for the general health of the population. Sure, sure. Great call. I, I'd say that um, one of the problems is you don't – I don't know what the ramp-up is. Is there a ramp-up for CrossFit? Like if I go and get a CrossFit trainer, is he going to look at me and go, all right, uh, Uncle well, their, their, Poopy Bags? Their theory is that you are going to do the same workouts as everybody, but you will be modified a lower or lesser version of it that you can give 100% on until you get up to the level that everybody else is at. But but I'm glad that you brought up SoulCycle because that's another, you know, that is probably even more so a kind of fitness plus philosophy group experience that that a lot of people talk about and that's one of those like you're just on a bike and you're going but this is you know the, the person in front of you is pushing you they're, they're your personal trainer and they're your 
life motivator there, you know, there's somebody that you are drawing spiritual energy as well as physical fitness from. Yeah, uh, makes sense. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, this is uh, Eric from uh, Edmonton, Canada. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Good to have you on the, on the call. What's up? Hey, uh, so my feelings on CrossFit are that I'm just kind of ambivalent to the whole thing. Like, if that's how people want to work out and get themselves in shape, like, fantastic. Mm-hmm. What just gets me is the evangelizing. And I know, like, there's even people in chat who've been saying, like, it's just a small percentage. But <laughs> that small percentage is very vocal and very loud and very able to ruin it for everyone. I kind of feel like CrossFit has the same kind of well, Eric, Eric, that, like, give me, give me an example of, of, of a situation that you've run across, across personally that rubbed you the wrong way. So um, I uh, am friends with a couple of people uh, at home here um, who are relatively fit and they don't mind constantly telling me like oh this is the new routine you got to do this or oh this is the new diet you got to do this like i i kind of feel like there's almost some crossover with like crossfit and paleo people that way or yeah. keto people yeah because they're yeah. very much like they've got to evangelize because they're doing something and they just want to feel normal about it and if everyone else that they know is doing it then they can feel normal too well i mean this so what we're talking about is like any other thing where someone thinks they've got the big answer to whatever the question is and now that they've got it they feel like it's their job to evangelize that to everyone well, because around. it worked for them i right. mean like in in our lives there is no greater proof than the proof that we know in our hearts because it brought us a solution uh, uh that we can then tell others about you know you can do some research and say yeah no i read on wikipedia that this works but if you know that it worked for you then that's where people, I think, do get to to spreading the good word. Yeah, I guess so. And maybe, maybe, maybe it's always um, them doing it for what they. I mean, they see it as a altruistic move to do that to come and 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 give you all the lowdown as to why you should do this thing or make this change or do this diet. Um, but like a lot of things in personal relationships or family scenarios. It just sometimes separates people because it just is unasked for, unwanted, and then awkward to tell people to knock it off well, and go away, like religion or gun control or a million other things that may come up at Thanksgiving. I don't, I don't see how this is all that different from that, other than it's maybe a little less polarizing. But well, because this is something where you can say, "Look, you saw me two years ago. Now you see me now. Do you think that I'm a more positive person? Do you think that my my life is moving in a better direction? Yeah. If you think that those things are true." Allow me to tell you why. And then you right? say, unfriend me when they say that. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh, hi, you're on the air. Who's this? It's your friend, Evan, the attorney. Well, hello, Evan, the attorney, the nemesis, Justin's, Justin's chat room nemesis. I love it. What's going on? I love Justin like a brother. Um, <laughs> Although that would I not, that would not be legal in court. But anyway, go ahead. One day, one day I hope to get the accreditation. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what it is about human nature, but it seems that the more extreme the activity you're involved in is, the more desperate you are to get other people to join you in that extreme uh, activity. I uh, bicycle and run, and I have a lot of friends who do triathlon. They never try to get me to join them in the triathlon, except the people who do Ironman. Mm. <laughs> and I would, I'm like, I would literally die. 
Is yeah. that what you're after? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of my thinking when people invite me to big stuff. Somebody uh, last year was like, hey, you should come to the Anaheim Disney run marathon thing they do at Disney every year. And I'm like, well, does that involve me getting to go around to rides and hang out in Disney or am I running the whole time? Well, no, it's course. It's just running. I'm like, well, then F the trip. I'm not going. Like, there's no way I'm doing <laughs> that. And I don't, I don't have a problem telling people close to me, no, sorry, whatever. My friend uh, who I called D, when he asked me to join him in CrossFit, I had no problem going, dude, no freaking way. And then that was it. That was the end of it. He wasn't offended. I wasn't offended. Everybody moves on with their lives. He kind of laughed at me. He's like, you're so funny. You just tell me, you know, like, you just straight up tell me and don't, don't dance around it. I'm like, because that's how I prefer my friends. Now, not everybody's going to work but that I- way. And with family, it's harder. I get it. But anyway. It can, it's tricky depending on who you're talking to. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, I think it's related to what something Justin said, you know, that if it works for you, uh, and certainly these extreme things seem to strike a chord with certain people, they are 100% convinced and they want you to join them too. Well, here's what I do. Perfect call, by the way. Uh, Here's what I do, Justin. Yeah. If I'm good at a thing and I'm, everyone's surprised at how I did it, like I lost a bunch of weight a couple of years ago and everybody's like, whoa, how do you do that? That's amazing. Eh. And all this stuff. I didn't, you know, I didn't have, I felt this need to not tell people. It was like, I didn't need to shove it down their throat. I didn't need, when people say, oh, how come your kids are so cool? What'd you do? What's, what kind of parenting tricks are those? I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to, I mean, I don't even know if I have any. And if I do, why would I go, all right, look at me, check me out, give me a pedestal, I need to stand on it. Like, I don't like that feeling. So if I was a guy that was all buff and huge, I'd probably just go, yeah, how's it going, everybody? Cool. And they can just secretly go, ooh, he's so buff and huge now. But I don't need to tell anyone. Who cares? I'll just live my life. What what we're kind of drawing a circle around is fascinating because I think that there is a disconnect between what people are offering as what they think is like, hey, look, this is a solution that I used in my life. And maybe, listen, some people are are, are better about <laughs> their messaging than others, and some people ram it down your throats, and that's not fun for anybody. But in general, I think that there is this human, uh, like, fine line that we have where, like, on one hand, if, let's say, one of your kids, all of your kids are great, but they, let's say one of your kids went astray right and you know got arrested or you know stole a car or something worse right yeah let's say nick we'll say the 17 year old just suddenly does all the stuff you're saying all right i'm with you let's just say yeah nick gets arrested for uh for hot wire in a car right all right and and things look like they're going in a bad direction then all of a sudden by the time graduation rolls around he's on the straight and narrow again sure like if somebody else you saw was having a similar, you saw some of those same traits with the, the kid that they had that were about Nick's age when Nick went sideways. Uh, would you feel compelled to be like, hey, by the way, you know, we did when things were going a little, you know, like this, or we did this, this, that, and the other, because you would feel that's a, a beneficial thing for them. Depends on the, the relationship, but maybe, I mean, I, I, in the case of someone asking, absolutely. Like if they asked, I'd say, "Oh well, let me tell you, this is how we handled it, and this and that." And that's but you, ha- you've done it with me with like having kids. Like you've you've introduced me on shows as being like, oh, "I think one day Justin's going to have kids and he's going to be a good dad," right? Yeah. So like that, that in its own way is like, well, Justin, like 
kids are a fulfilling part of life. And I think that that, that is a way of me. Yes. I, I, yeah. I totally call cop to that. Absolutely. Like that's yeah. me saying, I know. And that's, and that's cool. And like, look again, there's a fine line. There's yeah. a, like, like you said, with your friend with CrossFit, it's like, you know, he said, Hey man, you should come. I think you'd enjoy it. And you're like, ah, it seems weird. And he's like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, right. uh, and that's, and that's, I think what we want to strive toward is that we should be offering these things but we should know and recognize the personal boundaries that everybody has and not shove it down somebody's throat to the point where it's like, Oh my God, I bet you they're going to bring up blank, Mm -hmm. you know, like that. I think where that's where things go sideways. Yeah. I completely agree. Next caller on the line. Who's this? Oh, hello guys. This is Andreas from Seattle. How are you? Good. How are you Andreas? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Thank you. Um, so I don't know about CrossFit, never done in my life. Um, but what I can do for you guys is at the beginning of the show, you said a word that has to do with, uh, you know, extend uh, muscle decomposition. So I can spell that for you now because I'm Greek and this is a Greek word. Oh, uh, the word, the word is rhabdomyolysis. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And yeah. Does that come (laughs) from, do do I get, do I get unending? I get uh, all I can eat bread with that or or what? What is this thing? It sounds like a food. You can get some olives. You can get some olives and some feta cheese. Is that that, that the thing where they dance on the table? (laughs) (laughs) It hurt Um, It's extremely keto. Yeah. Yeah. So, but what it actually means is the second part, neolysis, this means muscle decomposition. The first part, means rod like a curtain rod oh i don't know exactly what the word is but that's what that's with the uh you know the origin of it a curtain rod weird so that is awesome no no not a a curtain rod it just means a rod oh rod but yeah but not a curtain style but a rod rod right right no that's very interesting thanks for the call yeah that's uh (laughs) who would have known that a greek origin maybe because those grecians are always wrestling naked you know and hurting each other (laughs) is that it <laughs> I mean, that's why they get they have so much such a problem with their economy. Like every time they want to balance the books, they're like, oh, or we could wrestle naked. I, I can t- I can tell you. So I had a I had an experience last year. This is right around the time actually you were hurt your back. It was right, yeah, before Nerdtacular last year. I was at the gym with Kim, and Kim was way ahead of me in terms of weights and stuff. She'd already been doing this stuff. She'd been working with a trainer, um, way more upper body strength than I was having, and just better core strength and that sort of thing. And she's yeah. like, well, here, come here and try these things that they have me do. These really worked well for me. And it was these squats with a little bit of weight on the bars behind my neck and just squats, just weighted squats is what they were. I did three of those. And on the third one felt this weird, warm, almost like release sensation in my back. Like this kind of like oh, sorry. some kind of weird, almost kind of like I peed myself, to be honest. Yeah, I, I didn't know. Yeah. But this weird letting go or something in my back. And I didn't think too much about it. Did a few more reps. Went home. Next day, I could barely move. I was worried I was going to be a hunched over, freaking jacked up piece of garbage for Nerdtacular yeah. as a result. It, it healed before then. But I'm still some having some issues from that experience. I still have tightness, soreness. Sometimes I get a crick in my neck that I never used to get until I did those lifts. So I guess my point is, whatever your level Part of my problem with CrossFit is there is an assumption that you're just going to go in there, hoorah, and just go bananas, even if it's at your own level and even if it's scaled down like the way you were saying. And I think yeah. people feel that there's just no other way to do it. You just go in and go crazy. And those people can get hurt, man, and hurt in ways that's like as bad as that Anderson dude that you mentioned earlier with his 
with his deal where his bones separated from his muscle and it poisoned his sure. kidneys. Yeah, yeah. As as uh, we we just learned the origins for it. Well, I mean, right. I think again, and and it was interesting that we had the the Catholic call in earlier. Is that there are obviously aggressive elements to CrossFit, and again, that is part of their branding. That is a feature, not a bug, to them. They're like, if if you don't look at that and say, "Yeah, awesome, I can hurt myself. Let's do this," then this this might not be for you. They don't want you. Uh, but on the other hand, there is an element of physical fitness that is always dangerous. Anytime that you do things, uh, without the proper form, it can hurt you. And that's the other side of CrossFit is that, Hey, look, at least we're going to have a collective that knows that this is the proper way to do this and wants to help everybody. They want to succeed together and that you won't just be by yourself trying to do something doing it wrong and screwing yourself up right and that that their point is that look you can you're more likely to screw up if you really get into stuff at the gym by yourself and don't do something the right way yeah i uh, i think good advice neither of us are doctors neither of us are physical therapists but you know no no <laughs> hell no <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Now, here's the deal. The, you don't get to just sit on your laurels and hear us talk about this and go, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm done. Or I heard the podcast and I wasn't there live. Guess what? You too can have a voice in everything we cover. And you might just get read, especially if it's short and to the point. You might get read in the top of the next show we do. So send in your emails. It's unfriendmeshow at gmail.com. And let us know what you think of CrossFit. Share us your experiences. Have you been hurt? You have a friend who's crazy about it. You do it now and you just don't tell anyone. Like, where are you on the spectrum that we've talked about today? Unfriendmeshow at gmail.com. All right, Scott. I got a, I feel like we did, this is a bit of a lighter one, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, I, got, oh, yeah. I got two, I got two here for you. Give me what you a got. heavier. Okay. A little heavier. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. Do we do the death penalty? Oh, my Lord. Or illegal immigration ah damn it uh death penalty or illegal immigration oh that's a hard one because both of those are i mean we'll get to one or the other later anyway so i'm gonna say we're we're never going to run out of controversial issues to talk about i think we do i think we do uh corporal punishment or not corporal punishment uh, capital punishment we do we do death penalty let's do it going to the death penalty yeah we head to death row ladies and gentlemen call suge knight we're on death row yeah next week on unfriend me that's right and don't forget if you'd like to support the show and we know you do you can head on over to patreon.com slash unfriend me that is patreon.com slash unfriendme. Chuck a little scratch our way. You'll also find a link at our website at uh, frogpants.com slash unfriendme that leads you to a t-shirt you could purchase uh, to help support the show as well. So if you want to check that out, you certainly can. And hey, if you're in a place where you can't do any, either of those things, that's okay too. Tell your friends about the show. Call in. Share your emails. Be a part of it. Well, look, tell one friend that you know is into CrossFit. The next time somebody tells you Hey, man, you ever heard about CrossFit? You tell them, go listen to the show. Go listen to Unfriend Me and see what you think, what they think about us talking about CrossFit. There you go. See, that's perfect. What a great way to bring your friends in. Make it like a cult. No, wait. Now I'm now I'm saying the opposite of what I was saying before. Don't make it like a cult. Just listen to us no. next week. We'll be back with all kinds of great stuff about uh, whether or not people should be put to death for doing terrible things. That's right here at frogpants.tv, live, noon Pacific, 1 p.m., mountain time so join us next week for that if you would 
that's going to do it for us. Oh, Twitter, uh, Justin R. Young, Scott Johnson. Follow us there and tell us your thoughts that's there us. as well. That's us, yeah. Go yeah. yell at us there. Uh, for me, for Justin, and for all of you, we'll see you next time. See ya! Bye. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>